Hello and welcome to It's In The Genes podcast, a podcast by The Digital Gene. My name is Declan. And I'm Sharon. And we're a mum and son duo and directors of The Digital Gene. Today we'll be discussing as well as what we've been up to and what's happening in the world. Um, Facebook's freeze to political ads before the US presidential election. We're going to revisit that COVID track and trace app and the failures of it and what's happening with it now. The TikTok house, which is Declan's idea of hell. I don't know why I just said Declan as if I'm not the one speaking. (laughs) Um, The advertising landscape post-pandemic and reels and shopping on Instagram. So, how are you doing? Me? I'm ready for my holiday. I feel like I should be playing um, Madonna holiday. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but then it, the Cotswolds. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that song was written about the Cotswolds, though, do you? Well, <laughs> no. no, I was going to suggest. It shows what? you what wavelength I may be on and that it's late in the afternoon and I need a sugar high. Or, or maybe I'm having a sugar high. I don't know. I've just eaten a bounty. But... Um, <laughs> I was going to go, cheerio, but be back soon. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what that's from. I don't, I don't but it's a bit different to Madonna. Yeah. Mm. So you're excited. I'm getting excited, yeah, because I am so, so ready for that. Like, Do you wish you'd not booked an abroad one? I'd love to be abroad right now, but I'm not brave enough to be one of those who are doing it. So what if what if it doesn't change next year? What will you be like then? Well, we said we wanted a family holiday, didn't we? Uh, mm. Me, Dad, you and your brother, because uh, we haven't had one for how many years? Three years. Three maybe years. And we do, we do, even though you're both adults, we still like hanging out together, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll have to reassess how I feel, and it depends, judging the mood of you know, what's what's going on, whether people are doing it. I keep seeing on Instagram people who've been and their holidays and then they've come back and they're safe. And and often people are saying that where they've gone on holiday, they feel safer there than they do at home. And and that's probably right because less people are holidaying, so it's not, not as even if there are crowds where people are going, but it's the travelling. I can't. Get I, don't, I don't think. I think it's a false sense of security that. I can't get um, my head around how you're allowed to squash like sardines on a plane. Still, can't get my head uh, around that. There's so many mixed signals again, and I know big parts of our podcast end up talking about this, but this is the year that is weird, which will go down in history forever, isn't it? So yeah. we're always going to have lots of content and lots of things to say about it. But yeah, I just cannot get my head around. You know, like the news now about six people. Well, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, we can still go on aeroplanes with strangers that we've never come across before. I think they're just worried that people are mixing too much. So that's the only policy they can enact, really. I don't know what else they could do. Why don't they just say that, though? Because, oh, I don't know. I but I tell you when they when they brought that in. I don't know. When they brought that in yesterday to say it'll be enforced by Monday, mm. and it's going to be like, and the police are actually really going to be enforcing it as well. Supposedly, mm-hmm. it's really starting to get to me again. In what way? I'm fed up. You fed up. I'm really like I just want normal life back now. I know. Like I'm re- like the thought of. You know, looking what's happening in Europe, which have always been a couple of weeks ahead of us, people are like, oh, it's okay because hospitalizations and deaths are staying low. But in France, where their cases are shooting up in Spain, inevitably hospitalizations and deaths then do start to go up again at, at some point as well. There's always a lag. Um, so it's just. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? You know, obviously. It's that balance, isn't it, between health and saving people from, you know, catching it and dying and 
also in the economy. Mm. Always going to be some sort of payoff, I guess, with this. And, you know, I wouldn't... Everybody keeps saying about how quiet Boris has been over it, over all of this. He's hardly getting wheeled out these days. I know he was out yesterday, but you just think, would you want their job? No. And people were saying on Twitter yesterday, well, he that's the job he wanted. Yeah, but he didn't know he was going to be in the midst of a global pandemic, did he? Yeah, but all sorts of prime ministers have had to deal. Maybe not the same, but... Level. No, but like, what have you had in your life, the Cold War? I think that was probably a pretty horrendous thing for a prime minister to have to deal with. What I had in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to like, well, you haven't had World War Two, have you? <laughs> so... No, you I around for that. Uh, you know, there was the um, Falklands War. Uh, yeah. We've had, a, I suppose, has been quite peat. There was lots of things going on in Nor- Northern Ireland as I was growing up, but I guess a fairly peaceful time in my lifetime so far. I just hope that, yeah, it's just the thought of restrictions all coming back. Cause I felt like we were all. You know, if anything, it was going to move forward, not backwards. Mm. And it looks like it's starting to move backwards. And yesterday, when they wouldn't rule out another full lockdown, I just thought... I know, oh. Do you remember when they were saying, never, that'll never yeah, happen? Yeah, I just happen. thought... Basically, oh. you, you can't ever believe a politician when they say something will never happen again. And I'm not... I don't want to throw too much of a political slant on that, because it is true, by the way, but also... That we've never had to deal with this before, so you should never say never. They mm. should stop saying never. This will never be. This will never happen again. That word should be banned from the dictionary. Never. Don't say it. Don't. I don't think they did say it. Didn't they? I just think people were presuming that economically they would never do that again. I mean, I don't think they've actually said no government minister is one hundred percent ruled out another lockdown. But I remember saying it in August, July and August when the few times that I did go out, because, you know, it was mentioned in the family the other evening, wasn't it, that, you know, working remotely and a big part of my life being my work right now because we've been so busy, um, I don't go out very much. But I commented the few times that I did go out throughout the, the peak of the summer that it seemed like most people looked as if it had never happened. Mm. didn't it for a while and now that sense of reality is reeling us back in you know that rain check and like ha 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 well it it never went anywhere it's just our perception of things or people's perception of things and like and then it's been funny this week so i've seen like them showing older videos from a few months ago where matt hancock was saying oh if you're even in any doubt just go and get a test now it's like Today they're saying that you have to have symptoms again to get a test, and I thought, well, that's not what it's up the capacity again. Don't buy, don't demonise people for actually going out. Apparently, he was saying, well, whole schools are getting tests. Well, if you know that some students in your school has got it, then surely you want you're probably going to want to go and get tested. Well, there's your example of your test, isn't there? Yes, yeah, so I got a test. For the purpose of listeners, um, I got a test because I was going back home to visit parents and grandma and I just wanted to make sure I didn't definitely had it. And apparently there was, I remember looking on this Sunday for a test and there was still a 900 capacity on that Sunday in in Leeds. So I thought, well, I'm not using up, it's not as if there's only five tests left and I'm going to use up somebody who's potentially got it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, I'll just go, and then I never got a result. So, and then, and then when you did get through to somebody to chase your result, what did they say to you? Just get another one. See, that's mind-boggling to me. That's you know, so there's something lacking in the training there with the staff, because one, I said to you, how much? I wonder how much a test a test costs the NHS, mm-hmm. and for somebody to just flippantly say. Oh, Pet, go and get another one. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is that your money? You know, mm. this is this is really important stuff here. We shouldn't be saying flippantly to people, oh, if you didn't get your results, just go and get another one. Like, how much money again is being wasted? 
<laughs> and then when she asked me if I was a key worker, I thought, well, if I said I was, would you would you like somehow really go digging for my like my result? I just think it was really strange, really strange. But I just feel like I'm glad I made the move to summer. Things have reopened a bit. I ate out to help out quite a bit. Went to the cinema with you as a family again, which was nice. You know, got some. I found that experience really safe. I thought, I thought showcase cinemas had got it I all. Mean, you know, we weren't at the showcase, but weren't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not the showcase then. What's the other one? Where did we go? Cine World. Cine World. Very <laughs> showcase. Great big kudos to Cine World. I thought they had it all off to a T. Didn't they? Mm-hmm. Feel one bit um, unsafe in there. We were sat in our own little bubble. I agree that probably not lots of people are going to the cinema, which is a shame. But you know, nobody came near us, did they? We weren't sat next to anybody. We were straight in and out, um, and it was great. And best of all, we saw Tenant, 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 Tenant. You can't call it Tenant. What's wrong with my words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the menopause. Can we talk about that again? No, thanks. No, no. And that was a fab movie. I'm glad that you encouraged us to go out and see that. Really enjoyed uh-huh. So, but No, just getting a little bit frustrated at the thought of things getting taken off us again. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that all that we've been... Oh, you haven't even really spoke about your holiday other than like, the fact that you're going. You wouldn't let me. That's it. Are you joking? Are you joking? No. Um, so it's the Friday no, tomorrow. It's Friday tomorrow. So I, I break up today. Mm. And, uh, we we actually leave on Sunday morning and we're going to the Cotswolds. Did we mention that? I said about it you, doesn't really go with Madonna's Cotswolds, And it, it, it actually wasn't our first choice, but I'm really, really looking forward to it because I know it is a really pretty part of the, of the world. Um, but... Um, for long enough, I was trying to get a coastal staircase, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to go to Norfolk, and I must have started the search at least six weeks ago, which in in inverted comma, no, commas normal times, I guess six weeks may have been enough time to plan. I'm not sure, um, but nothing available. I felt I felt like the whole of the UK must be going to the coast for September. So then I broadened my search term, my search field, as you My said. search term. Yeah, what are you talk, mean, trying to talk about like SEO for your holiday? I do a bit of SEO on <laughs> holiday. Um, so, yeah, I broadened the location. I started at Berwick and went all the way down to Norfolk on the coast. And, like you know, when you just go on all of those booking sites and it's just all crossed off for September and quite a lot of October on many sites. And I was just losing the will. So eventually I changed location and thought I'll come inland. And I wouldn't say there was lots of choice for the Cotswolds, but it was definitely easier. So yeah, really looking forward to it. There's some, some really pretty places to visit down there. So fingers crossed, nothing. Well, they won't be. They won't be announcing anything else now. They've announced for next week what they're doing, haven't they? they yeah, could... I mean, there might be some travel. Normally, they announce travel things on Fridays, but that's not gonna. And me, me and Dad like to be alone, so it's not as if we'll be partying <laughs> it up with. Uh... Can you even party in the Cotswolds? Oh, I'm sure I could find a party somewhere. Oh, you know, Do you know what it's named after? The Cotswolds. Mm. So it's Cot and Wald, yeah, mm-hmm. which is a sheep enclosure in rolling hillsides. Every day's a school day, Declan. So, and it's an area of outstanding national beauty, apparently. Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah. And after the Lake District and the Yorkshire Dales, is the third largest protected landscape in England. Oh, it's a massive county. Is it a county? Is that no, 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 no. County. No. What is the county? It's got loads of counties in it. Oh, in it. It's it's an area. So it's got mainly Gloucestershire and Oxfordshire, but it also has parts of Wiltshire, Somerset, Worcestershire and Warwickshire in it. I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Mm. 
Well, Gary, our other director, did a post about how we can, is it possible to switch off as a director, didn't he, on LinkedIn? Um, and I feel like we're now building a business where we can. Yeah, it was, you know, obviously we've we've known Gary for many, many years. And um, before he uh, joined the business, running his own business, he'd found it very, very difficult to ever really fully switch off. Mm. And it was his first holiday um, up in Scotland, in the wilds of Scotland he went, didn't he? Um, this was his first holiday where he felt as if he could properly switch off. He did look at his emails a few times, but that was out of choice, not out of necessity. Mm-hmm. I was feeling a little bit, oh, this is unusual that I'm not having to check my emails. Um, so, and it was such a nice feeling, wasn't it? That, you know, one of the successes, our merge has been very successful, hasn't it, so far? But one of the successes was the fact from a well-being perspective that we're looking out for each other and knowing how important it is to force each other to have some time out and that that time out is classed as real time out if if that's what we want yeah um so he brought a tear to my eye it was cute wasn't it what he posted yeah but no i'm like i'm hoping i'm looking forward to kind of manning the fort and making sure that you can do the same next week as well yeah because you guys have both had your breaks now you've been Mm. you've been on holiday as well haven't you i feel as if you've been away all around the UK all summer. Mm. It's my turn. It's my turn. Yeah. And yeah. I deserve it because I'm worth it. <laughs> right. Well, let, I can tell you're tired. This vibe okay. on this podcast, we just seem a bit... Flat. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say flat. No. Well, no. you just... We'll wait till you record the next one. You'll be dead sprightly because you'll have been on holiday. And I'm getting my nails done later this evening. And I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. All these things you do before a holiday, isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. You've got to be your best, though, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to yeah. be the best version of yourself on holiday. But I am missing the fact that I can't lie on a sunbed and have um, pina coladas on tap or all the of choice on that you know you always go on holiday and there's always one drink that you really mm-hmm. love, isn't there that you have all the time so yeah, I'm, I'm missing that but no the Cotswolds will do me fine Okay, so the first bit of news we wanted to discuss was Zuckerberg at it again and saying he will freeze political ads before the US presidential election um, in an effort to stymie the spread of rumours and deliberate f- and, and deliberate falsehoods on Facebook. The firm has said it will implement a series of measures. There'll be no new political ads will be accepted the week following up to the election. Posts claiming people will get COVID-19 if they take part in the vote will be removed, as if people will be saying that, but you can imagine it. Information labels will be attached to posts seeking to delegitimise the outcome of the election. Delegitimise? Labels will also be added to posts by candidates that seek to claim victory before the final results are in. So it looks like Facebook are actually trying to kind of... Make things a bit fairer. Not even fairer, just police a bit more. And yeah. I, ju- I understand why. We were on about this when I was home last week, weren't we, about... Because Nick Clegg is VP of... Um, yeah, wasn't I amazed at that? Facebook. I mean, it makes sense, but, like, he's just saying how they don't want to police it too much because... What a job that is. Sorry, yeah. digressing there, like... A failing party leader. And then you get a job like VP or vice president. I think you'll find that when Nick Clegg was head of the Liberal Democrats, that's the best they've been in a long time. Yeah, failing. I wouldn't call it failing. What would you call it? Well, they were in government, so they were pretty successful at the time. They weren't in government from the normal way, were they? What do you mean? Well, they got there by a fluke, didn't they? 
No, they got there by the election results. Yeah, fluky. No, oh, right. Okay, we don't need to go in. Let's talk about Facebook. What I'm saying is I would never have imagined Nick Clegg as VP of Facebook. Wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. Oh, I think it's quite a good fit. I was a bit like that when I first watched the interview that he did on Ma, and I was like, oh, but I thought, actually, that's a really... Was that just last Sunday? Yeah, I was like, that's a really sound job move, like career move, I would say. Oh, it's a um, good career move. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, imagine going to live out in Silicon Valley. Imagine and they'll pay, they'll pay everything for him, won't they? Oh, Mr. Clegg, and this is your new home. Let's show you around. Mm. I mean, you'd get everything, wouldn't you? But I think what I wanted to discuss in this is, like, Facebook is becoming the forefront of, like, the polarisation of society. Like, it's the... It's where the conspiracy theorists are. It's where where people claim the election's going to be rigged. It's where they... Like, those things have always existed. It's just... It's all there in one place if you look for it. Do you know what I find bizarre? I don't know whether it was you or your brother that commented the other day and you said, oh, no, I don't think you've seen that anywhere. Because because I hang around on social a lot because of our our work and obviously... Because I like to as well. I, I like it even in my downtime. Um, although I don't buy into everything that I see there, subliminally, I obviously take it in. And there seems to be then a merge of what my brain remembers. Uh. What's real news and what isn't. Yeah. I said to you the other day, I said something to you and you, you said, oh, I don't think you'll find that was true. And I said, well, I definitely saw it somewhere. Um, and you just sort of wonder if, you know, you, you're becoming all of this news on, on these platforms is is seeping into your consciousness in a form of osmosis, even though you're that person who sort of says, no, no, I don't buy into all the fake news. And I'm really careful about what I read and what I think is true and what isn't on Facebook and wherever. But I wonder if by the process of osmosis that it is actually just seeping into us all the time. And then we mm. and then without even realising it, we don't we don't even know what's true anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's a good yeah. that's a good book there, isn't it? Wow. That book. Mm. But you get me? I think so. I'm right. just reading there. That it's so new ads won't be able to be made, but you're allowed you'll be able to edit existing ads and promote them to different audiences. So not like ads, not edit the creative, but you can edit who you're you, putting you, it out in front of. Hmm. So is it really? I wouldn't say it's. It's not as if they're like right, no political advertising on Facebook and at all. Means- a week before the election. The mockery of what they're actually saying. So if you've got some existing ads in in your account, mm. you can use those. You can change the audience, yeah. Well, won't people do that? It depends what message. I think if it gets what well, I think what they're trying to think is America's going through a bit of a culture war at the minute, so this election could get pretty ugly. So they want to try and not be a cause of even more of it to to start boiling away. Um, So whatever changes a week before the election, Facebook will be able to say, well, we weren't allowing anybody to advertise any of these dirty tactics that will happen. Um, So, yeah, in a way, I wonder if we'll become in a world where none, none of these social platforms should talk about, should have political advertising at all. Um, we should maybe reach out to polit- like political advertising just through the, the usual channels. Mm. But then that's quite, then when do you call that censoring? I don't know. But it's just, fr- we've touched on this before, you know, these, these, big tech companies having all of this power and clout. Yeah. Um, It is pretty scary, isn't it? Because how can you ever, 
how how do they ever police things in general? And how do you ever how does anybody ever turn around and say we don't want a Google, we don't want an Amazon, we don't want a Facebook anymore? It won't happen. It won't happen, will it? No. They're just too. It's just impossible to remove them from cultural society. Like, even if, like Europe, because all of these businesses are obviously from America. Even mm-hmm. if Europe wanted to build their own versions now, I can't okay. see people swapping from Facebook to whatever it would be called just because it's a European version. That just wouldn't. No, there would be no loyalty. There would be no reason for that, would there? No. They're, they've. They've become ingrained in in culture, haven't they? Mm-hmm. For for everyone, oh, I can't imagine a world without them. I imagine a world without Google. Yeah, and you can't even imagine somebody replacing them, can you? Mm. And it's all of that's a bit scary. Yeah, because they've got so much power, then haven't they? So who, yeah. who can take them down? Really, nobody. Yeah, no who, government, no who, nothing. Who takes down the businesses that are responsible for taking everybody else down? <laughs> exactly. Mm, that's, exactly. That's a bit scary. That's Big Brother on steroids, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, Big Brother on steroids, I like that phrase. So next thing, we're going to revisit the track and trace debacle because we kind of, we followed this journey and the and the ineptitude of government in coming up with this, haven't we, since the beginning, really. So the news is this week that Scotland have launched theirs. It's been downloaded by quite a lot of people, um, which is a good, you know, for it to work, it needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it went out on Thursday on both on both app stores. It'll tell you if you've been in close contact with somebody who then later tests positive. So it's pretty. They so you you just mentioned there why Scotland managed to get yeah, theirs up and running. So I didn't know about this because I've been in my little work bubble like you are before you before you go on a holiday. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't know about this. You made me aware of it earlier today when we were talking about the show notes. And <laughs> what jumped out at me is like, protect Scotland, ask mm-hmm. the rest of you. Do you know what I mean? Well, right. The healthcare in Scotland is devolved. So it's nothing to do with England. Like, they look after their own healthcare. So... They initially wanted to work with the NHS X, which is which we discussed before, mm. like the digital arm of the NHS. They wanted to work with the thought they'll use the Brit, the English centralised version that they were doing um, without the cooperation of the tech giants. Mm-hmm. But they saw the technical issues that were starting to happen, so they decided answers to that. We're going to go down the Apple Google route. So obviously now they've now got a nationwide app ready to rock, being downloaded by loads of people. We're together, and we are still. Whereas England Mm. is still in the testing phase. Last month in on the Isle of Wight and the London borough of Newham. So that's all. There's literally no word about a national rollout at all. Um, And you would have hoped that we'd you would have hoped that we'd have tried and have it for kids to go back to school yeah the kids going back to school surely that 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 was a timeline oh no but it just shows that they're, they're just so clueless about tech aren't they you know what they should have done they should have had the digital gene building it oh yeah imagine can you imagine that can that'd imagine be a big tender wouldn't it could you imagine the can you imagine us bidding for that oh like, what what like, what's your portfolio well um we good. saved the lives of thousands of people in the uk because we really? helped Make the the track and trace app. Oh, I just think it just it just shows that the crap at infrastructure and digital infrastructure and 
It you just, know, just ever, it just yeah. never seems to improve. It, it's harking back to you know that that woman saying to you, "Or oh, just get another test." Like it, it's all just that ineptitude. Like I know things are hard, but just because they're hard doesn't mean to say we can't do them. We've got to figure things out. Mm. You know, I was again. I was saying yesterday about the government, and I've said earlier, you know. Yeah, obviously Boris wanted to be prime minister, but he didn't buy into this year, did he? Who would? Uh, mm. But I also think, and you know, many of these MPs all all come from business. Well, come from business backgrounds. They have businesses of their own, or they're involved at um, non-exec levels and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. And I say, Jesus, how would they have a profitable business of their own? Because they never seem like they can get anything sorted. You know, if, yeah. they were, if they were in the real world like us, you know, we're a, we're a growing business. We, we, you know, we, we come up with lots of challenges that we, challenges that we have to get through. The important thing is for us to be happy at what we're doing. We do a great job for our clients and we're profitable. Yeah. And we communicate with our clients. All of those really important things that are part of our ethos, what we what we want to be. Um, and you just think, uh, do they not do this? Do they mm. do this? Do they not set themselves any sort of standards? Because they all just seem like they're scrabbling about all the time. You know, and is it four years? I don't know. I've lost count. How many years do they get? Five in this country. Five, yeah, because obviously I've been thinking a lot about the USA, haven't I, and Trump. Right. Um, and then he just, and then it's another bunch of people who are just all scrabbling about again, and oh, just yeah. Well, that's the latest on the track and trace app. Scotland have got their deflated that isn't it? It is. It is. Scotland have got their act together. Obviously, people need to download it a lot more for it to be successful, but I think 250,000 downloads in one day is pretty, you know, how... Yeah, 64,000 by 9am in the morning on the day it launched. I mean, some good going, isn't it? Well, to think, how even big is the Scottish population? Uh, Is it 2 million? No, it's not. I don't... Yeah, (laughs) like when people say that about, like, oh, there's only about 10 here in the North East, isn't there? (laughs) I'm thinking like an MP. I'll no, just, it's like 5.5. You know, I'll just say anything. Um, 5.5. Oh, well, that was close. Well, that's still quite a decent bit of the population in the first few days. Oh, can you imagine um, that many downloaded our podcast? Oh, yeah. Come on. Now, then I'd know what fame would feel like. <laughs> I would. Fame, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly. <laughs> I'm so glad we record when we can actually see each other on the screen because that was. Oh, I'm so glad nobody else can see us. <laughs> Those people who record. Um, did you not know I'm recording the podcast as well to go yeah. on our YouTube channel? Yeah, YouTube, YouTube. I can't see YouTube. YouTube is one of those really funny words for me. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. the next point of discussion is the the tiktok mansion in ireland which everybody i don't know if you've seen has been talking about it on the internet and honest to god that if hell if heaven on a place on earth heaven is a place on earth exists hell. hell that is my idea of absolute hell can i just ask you why declan like Young kids, which I now call, oh yeah, because you're teenagers, old. yeah. <laughs> like the thought of them all chasing fame and doing cringy TikTok videos just for the case of getting likes, and, and then that's there's their... that's called the Goat House, which stands yeah. for greatest of all time. Yeah, like that is. Uh... 
Well, like you love Instagram, though. Yeah, yeah. You probably not as bad as how I feel about it, but I can, I don't mind influencers. I don't mind. I like the industry. I think when somebody's good at it, they can be really good at it. What mm. makes me cringe is when the whole life becomes how many likes and comments and you know just when the whole life becomes it. I do That's know what makes me cringe. Use myself as my example again. So obviously you know that. I, well, you know, but for the purpose of our listeners, that you know, I'm a part-time blogger as well. Very part-time. At Very the part-time this year because obviously we've we've just been so busy with work and it was all always something of a hobby. But you know, I've done quite well out of it. Done my own little bit of influencing. You know, been paid for some nice little brand jobs. Won an award for it. And and it's it's done all right, but when I'm actually focusing on it for a while, it absolutely eats into your time. And I'm I'm mega mega part time, even when I am focusing on it. Mm. And just the time that's involved to creating a series of stories, if you're if you're in an event or you're unboxing something, or not even talking about those really create. You know, obviously many people now do it as a job eats into the time but I'm also talking about those people who just will record every single thing that they do for Instagram stories or now TikTok real uh, whatever and I just think shit when do you actually spend any time actually enjoying what you're doing like in and, having a bit of you know just being present for a second moment. like but oh then, it drives me insane but then maybe that's the type of person. Maybe that is in their moment for them. No. No. Being in the moment is living like La Vida Loca. <laughs> living what you're doing. Will oh. you turn your emails off? Sorry. Please. Okay. <laughs> Telling you're off on the podcast. Um. Mm. Um. Yeah. Just. Oh, just right. Honestly, if somebody said to me, you've got to stay in there for 24 hours with them lot, no. You'd have to pay me some good money. I know that. Oh, exactly. I hope that's not the way reality TV... I can imagine a reality TV show where it's just us watching people trying to create TikTok videos. Oh, God. It's just like the next step up from Big Brother, isn't it? No, Big Brother was entertaining. Well... Some people might find that end. It's oh, speaking of reality TV. Are we on? No. Oh. <laughs> what? I thought you'd got on a face of excitement there. Oh, oh my. You know who? No. Who? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh. No, the Kardashians ending. That's sad. Oh, damn, the Kardashians. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not good news. Was it twenty four? I said old news. Oh, was it twenty four seasons they'd had or something? Yeah, well, they've all become billionaires out of it as well. So that is that's amazing. That is, I mean, I'm I don't dislike or like them. I'll I'd, I'd watch an episode if there was nothing else on. I'm yeah. not a fan of them actually out on social media. I, I can actually take the odd episode watching, um, but. That is amazing how what they have done. Really, mm-hmm. think about it. That's a true momager, isn't it, at work there? Well, apparently this now clears her. She can join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now. Oh, because she's been in it a few times, hasn't she, in the background? She has, so yeah. who knows? She might be. Oh, they've packed in the Kardashians so she can be on that. I don't think so, no. But I can imagine her doing it. Yeah. Um. um yeah, so that's... But apparently these houses are cropping up all no, over the world. By her, by her boyfriend. Do, don't they, they look at, am I allowed to say this? I don't know whether what you, what you can and can't say on a podcast. Oh, shit, I can say what I like. It's my podcast. <laughs> um, don't they look like an odd couple? Yeah. And I don't know why. she's. He's just like young and cool and tall and athletic. And, yeah, you know, and she's. Can I say old? She's probably my age, isn't she? She's a bit older. I think she might be. Old. I think she had a she had a sixtieth birthday. Didn't she she looks like the typical Beverly Hills housewife, doesn't she? Which is obviously why they're on the show. 
he just looks hip and cool and and I just yeah, think, she's she's sixty four. Oh, she's a lot older than me. Don't do <laughs> your job down, Sharon. Um, but don't you think they're they're an odd couple? I wonder, mm-hmm. Do you know anything about how they met or? Corey Gamble, no, no idea. He's pretty nice, isn't he? I think he's oh. young. Young? Well, he is young compared to her. And the done before anybody starts, you know. Oh, he's 38. 38 to 64? Yeah, that's an age gap, isn't he's it? Not bashing us about age, being ageist. Um, 38 to 64, 26-year difference. It's a lot. So that's like my future husband just being born now. But then some people that's say, that. yeah, it is. That's like, but some people say he could be a really old soul, and she might be daft as a kipper. She is daft as a kipper if you look at her on. So maybe that's how it works. Well, I've never used the phrase "daft as a kipper" in my life. Kipper, and then obviously you got to think about the sex. Oh, I can't. Talk oh, you don't have to. to. You don't have to at all. Thank you. I'm not allowed to talk about sex with your son. No, we talked about WAP last time. Mm, we did, didn't we? But we don't have to. But yeah, we digressed. Playing we dig- head. What? It's playing now in my head. That's is all. it. Yeah. Oh. Wanting it. Um. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, yeah. Are you Going back to God? Apparently, these houses are setting up all over the world and putting. TikTok influencers in them. Pop-up goats? Like, there's there's a house in... Where else is there a house? There's one in Spain. Um, oh, no, there's one in Los Angeles, sorry. Spanish-style ma- mansion in Los Angeles. They'll pop up all over. Um, oh, yeah, just... Awful. I'm just, looking at the, I'm just looking at the founders. Of what? God. Yeah. Well, how do they make money, though? I actually don't know. Why don't you try it, Declan? No, thank you. Aren't you always, aren't you always amazed? This always amazes me about being in business. When Sometimes when you see other businesses, like you just said, and you go, so what's their model? How are they actually making money? And it's all about tapping into something that's um, that's now, isn't it? Often with a business, and sometimes they will be short lived, but they enable the business owners, the founders, to then go on and do something else. Well, I thought it must have been organised by TikTok. Like TikTok's decided to to do some, you know, get their top creators to to create more. But I don't you think sponsoring them or something. Well, you would hope, wouldn't you? Oh. Um. I do think that's a load of crap. As much as much as I Oh yeah, like imagine putting a loads of Instagrammers in a house and oh no. As as I love social. You know, I, I I am a big fan of social. I mean you've got to be to to offer it as a service, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, some of it is crap, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. So this next bit is how the advertising landscape will change post-pandemic. So it covers quite a few things, and one of them is the evolution of mobile consumption habits. So when lockdowns kept people at home, they began to explore new experiences, primarily online. Um, It's like there was, you know, what's that game? God, what's that game? That Fortnite that everybody plays. Yeah. They've, yeah, been doing adver- they've been doing advertising. What did you say? I've never played it. Well, no, me neither. But they've been doing advertising to, like, video, doing, like, trailer premieres in Fortnite. So you'd go to a certain part of it and you could join in and watch this interactive. So there's loads of new creative, innovative ways of doing things. Um, there's literally, wherever you can get an advert, you can get an advert these days, isn't there? Mm-hmm. The pandemic has also promoted, prompted older users to try purchasing online. There we go. 
saw experience of the convenience of home delivery for groceries. Um, they reckon that e-commerce is likely to grow at double-digit rates. Um, the increased use of digital services have also influenced spending patterns. Um, even as physical stores began reopening, consumers as shopping behaviours from the pandemic continued. So, uh, so, but this was what was interesting. A survey revealed that prior to the pandemic, consumers' main priorities when shopping was quality at 48%, mm-hmm. price at 47%, and the brand at 24%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the pen- pandemic-related lockdowns heightened in June, consumers were focusing on availability now, 49%. Price has gone down to 36%, and quality has gone down to 34 which obviously makes sense. And where's brand I'm... gone to? Hmm? Where's brand gone to? No, it doesn't exist. I was going to say, I would have been really surprised if somehow brand had come. You know, because you... You'll be aware there was a lot of times on um, on social where people say, now is the time to really focus on your brand positioning, you know, so that people understand how, you know, how how, how you are positioning yourself as a business, as a brand throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we bought into that ourselves. I mean, we just kept on being ourselves and true to, to what we believe, you know, our old core beliefs for our business. But you know, lots of people were trumpeting about how that's what you've got to do if you hadn't been doing it previously. And clearly, yeah. there's a sod about brand, do they? I think people are a lot... True. I think people have always been quite fickle, but I think the people are potentially becoming even more. Not really bothered about the brand, as long as they can get something convenient, get especially, especially during a lockdown. Yeah, that's what I felt when my ASOS parcel arrived this morning. Mm. Shares in there, honestly. Yeah. But so they said there that brands will need to explore building a hybrid model, merging both offline and online digital. Hybrid. Hybrid, um, merging both offline and digital strategies, such as turning oh. into virtual shops, which is like everything we've always said, haven't we? We've been saying that even before we started the podcast. Out on social when we were doing sort of like some some thought insights on LinkedIn, some posts like that. How long have we been saying that? Yeah. Oh, I wish people would listen to us. Do, do I know. know how, how important this podcast is, what's happening in here. <laughs> hmm? mm, I know. So one other survey that was looking at consumer confidence with when it comes to advertising, um, they now expect most consumers now expect the coronavirus pandemic to last longer than they initially thought, with 65% now expecting it will last six months long, six months or longer as compared to 52% in early May. So I think more and more people are coming round to the idea that this is, we're in this for the long, yeah. long haul. as they say. Yeah, which is crap. As I said at the beginning, I'm starting to feel a bit fed up, but... Um, they also said advert- people thought it was gone, but not nothing really, nothing changed as far as the virus was concerned. It's no. our perception and the stuff that we get told, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they also say that advertising, um, it'll be go. People will be focusing more on what's happening locally and regionally rather than big global brands, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're saying aren't they that um, more people are. Are going out to their local coffee shop and independent little shops because mm. you know generally they haven't got far to go to reach one so and because people aren't at, at work in the big city centers that's that's what they're using if they want to go out for a little bit of time out so mm. it's real localized businesses that potentially are benefiting in some way from this um so that's quite interesting because that seems to tap into that doesn't it yeah yeah Mm. and there was also a little bit about great opportunity for effective targeting at the minute Mm. or after the pandemic as ad spend gets reviewed brands are also finding new ways to reach prospective customers leading to a significant uptick in audience targeting so the removal of the third-party cookie from google a once common ad targeting tool has increased the interest in audience-based contextual targeting um so Mm. yeah 
So marketers should be mindful of how consumers' ever-changing behaviour will influence their sensitivity to advertising and buying intent in the immediate future. Apart from being empathetic to both the time and environment, brands need to adapt messaging to consider attitudinal differences and cultural diversity of audiences. Which all sounds very flowery, doesn't it? Uh, often some some of that sort of marketing speak does, doesn't it? I always think when it comes to advertising, I get it is a science. And if you get advertising right, it's like I actually noticed the other day I was watching, I think I was watching live telly, which I don't often do anymore. Um, and I was looking at some of the adverts that were on. And I thought, who's taking notice of these? Mm. Who's watching a DFS advert these days and looks at that sofa and thinks, I'm going to go and buy that? Me. You know, it's weird, you know, because we just talking about targeted ads, we've often said for ages that our phones are listening to us. And I know we're not alone, <laughs> but we hear that. Mm. Um, and obviously I've whinged to you I've whinged to everybody who would listen about not being able to book a holiday until you know towards the end of last week when I started to focus on searching for the Cotswolds and then a site that I'd never been on never been on whose email newsletter I do subscribe to so there's two things I hadn't been actually on the site, but I do subscribe to their email newsletter. And, and we'll mention them, Secret Escapes, because you, no, yeah. you wanted yeah, yeah. them, didn't I? Um, started sending me newsletters about the Cotswolds. So, so clever. So I've not been on their site. No, but I think I think that example, Mom. It's just like you're looking at the Cotswolds, so you notice it when somebody sends you. Well, I've saved the newsletter because I wanted to talk to you about it. So normally when I get a newsletter from Secret Escapes, it will have a mixture of breaks that are available. Yeah. This particular newsletter at the weekend, after I'd been talking about it to everybody in his dog about how I was looking for um to try and book something in the Cotswolds. I then got a targeted newsletter about the Cotswolds with breaks in Cheltenham, breaks in Gloucester, deep in the heart of the Cotswolds. The whole newsletter was about the Cotswolds. Yeah, I'd never been yeah. on them or anywhere near them on social media. Interesting. Work that one out, Brain Box. So they don't need the third-party cookie things. They've obviously got something implanted in your head instead. So it's in your brain and in your phone. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you don't have to worry about not accepting, you know, saying, oh, I, I, don't, I don't want that cookie. I don't want this cookie. Nobody's taking any notice of that because they're listening to us. Uh, We've said that, haven't we? Have you seen that the quarantine rules for Portugal now? Just seen. Drinking news. Yeah, you have to self-isolate from Portugal now. Jeez, there's no point going anywhere if you can't. If you're not capable of self-isolating, there's no point, is there? I I don't want to spend my hard-earned cash booking a break abroad because, yeah, at the minute if I came back, I could self-isolate for fourteen days because I just continue my work. That's what I do. But knowing my luck, something else would happen. But it's really crap because it's not like lockdown. Hmm. It's like, it's worse than lockdown. At least you could go for walks and go to the shop once a day. Yeah, you literally can't go anywhere. You literally can't, no. And if none of you, like if grandma or my brother haven't been on holiday with you, like you've got to stay away from them in the house as well. Right, last bit of news, which will just be quick. Yeah, it's something a bit more uplifting. It was just breaking news that I just saw come on, that was all. Mm-hmm. Just reels and shopping on Instagram. So they're testing different interfaces now um, to see if they can include reels and shopping in the main feed. Although I've already noticed reels being on the feed of you. Well, I've done a couple of reels. No, but you noticed them on... 
yeah. your main feed as you scroll. I've noticed them, but what I don't really like about reels at the minute. Really? <laughs> what I really, really don't like about reels at the minute, most of them seem to be daft American influencers. In, right. Whether that's just my feed, whether that's said something about my, I, and you, you know, in your discovery section of in, of your Insta account. Yeah. I look in there because obviously, what the way that the algorithms work, because you know me that I save a lot of things onto onto boards in in the back end of my you know new collections, my inspo for like doing the house up and all those different things. So I think the way the algorithm works when you go into your into your discovery section. It serves you up things there from um, posts there and reels there from things that you've saved. So I haven't sold any stupid, I haven't saved anything from any of these stupid people. Um, but most of them are just really daft things. Um, but that's what they are designed to be, though, aren't the reels? Yeah, but they're not. Mm, there's some reels that I like that I have to go searching for, for from people that I follow, but mm. the reels that are being served to me in in the discovery section are really just not my cup of tea at all really like, really really not my cup of tea um and i i so wish you were home dex because and i know you had a flying visit this week but i really 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 wanted to make a reel and i had an idea and i'm not capable of creating it myself is it? To, am I actually in it, or is it just you? No, being... you need to help me technically. But oh, what you're doing? Oh, I know what you're doing. Do I, know what you're doing. Do I know what you're gonna say. I know, and I can't do it on my own. I need is it to... your outfit one where you change outfits? No, I know how to do those. I can change outfits if I wanted to. No, it was it was my. No, I'm not even gonna say because it's a secret. <laughs> secret. My audience is listening. Um. But I really want to do it, but I can't do it on my own. I need a bit of technical help. And there's nobody here in the house who could help me other than you when you're not here. So I guess that reel will really, really have to go. <laughs> right, well, yeah, that's just the, oh, the plan around. You I've did, yeah, up. now we're done. Now we're done. Yeah, now we're, um, up. we're pretty much, um, what was I saying? It's a funny old year, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think yeah. if somebody had tried to write all of this, you'd be like, oh, that would never happen. What a stupid book. Yeah, probably. Mm. Mm. Right then. Right. Well, enjoy your holly bobs. I can't say I'm going to go and start my packing because I'm not, but you know. The next couple of podcasts are going to be a bit different because we've got some guests lined up. So I feel like if we've gone a bit, you know, it'll just be a bit different the next couple. So it should be fun. Yeah, and why did we decide to have guests? Because have we got boring? No, I just think it'd be I always wanted guests. Yeah, we did all we just wanted to warm the audience up first, didn't we? Lily, mm. we like the warm up gig. Is that what we're gonna be now, the warm up gigs? Where no. you people write applaud, applaud. You could never be called a warm up gig, Mum. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Okie dokie. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's In The Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter at Declan E. Williams and you are... Where am I at? Before ended. I thought you were going to wind me up then and say, oh, have you changed it again? Oh, no. No, it's just before. You just went before end. Before ended. Yeah. Um, you can also follow us, our, sorry, our business at The Digital Gene. Please like, share and write a review for this podcast and use the hashtag It's In The Genes. I've had a review for a few weeks, have we? We'd no. really, really like some more because basically <laughs> we want to be famous. Not this again. share about that soon. Mm. Mightn't we? I don't know. I've had a phone call again, so I'm going to go ring them now. You've had a phone call again? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. This face. Mm. We've been watching for a long time, actually, but don't get your hopes up. I know what you... I mean, you saying this to, to the audience. To the audience, all ten of them listening. <laughs> we need a okay, then. We need a sponsor. Definitely. Yeah, I'm going. Right, we're going. See ya. Bye. Have a nice holiday. Bye. Bye. Bye.